Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. study on talk shoes Friday night glad to have you folks there in the chat room and brother David you holding Canada down pretty well brother yes sir I am <laughs> amen amen anyway folks tonight we're going to be in part five of our review over the first eight chapters of the book of Romans and um, we left off in Romans chapter 6, about halfway down. Brother David, I think we will begin around verse 12, okay? So you can go ahead okay. and be turning there, brother. But um, you folks that, um, if you're new or if you uh, missed a few programs, I made the statement that when we got into the latter part of Romans 6 and especially Romans 7, I would be remiss if I didn't give some advice and practical solutions to the problem that Paul's going to start talking about or has already got into in in the first part of chapter 6 about the crucified life and walking in the Spirit. But anyway, before we get started, Brother David, if you would open us in a word of prayer, brother. Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight in... I pray that your Holy Spirit speak to us, teach us, use Pastor Don, use the Word, and light a candle afresh within us that we would see clearly your Word and the message that you want to give us tonight. We pray that we would come away this evening with a greater intense urgency and desire to purge ourselves of sin and to live for you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. So be it. Amen. Amen. Anyway, Romans chapter 6. And I think we'll start, like I said, around verse 12. But um, before the program started, we were talking about dating and how old civilizations were and this, that, and the other. But there's one thing for sure. 
there's one thing you can just bet your bottom dollar that this is going to happen. And remember that I told you so, the ones that's not familiar with the subject I'm fixing to bring up, because a lot of people think, oh, science fiction, this, that, and the other. But evolution will take a downward turn to panspermia in probably the near future, a lot closer than you might think. In other words, they're going to say, no, 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 nobody evolved. No, no, we were... We were put here, or we were genetically manipulated by somebody with a higher intelligence. It's not going to be God. It's not going to be the Father. They're going to find something else, anything but the Father. And the world, whether people want to believe it or not, is being set up for that lie like a freight train running down greased rails. That subject of quote-unquote extraterrestrials is gaining steam more than you might think. I mean, even quote-unquote NASA made that exact statement this past, or it was either this past week or the, the week prior. We're on the verge of proving extra, extraterrestrial life in one of NASA's publications. And then whenever they do make a big deal about it, it's going to be a big deal. They're going to hit every airwave. It's going to be a big deal. And who's going to be behind it? The Father. You want a lie? He'll give you a lie. Tired of doing the simple, mundane things that we're going to talk about tonight? Want to hear something new? He'll give you, he'll give you and, won't, and won't deal with what the simple truth of the book. He'll give you a lie. Sure will. In First Thessalonians, it says, He will give them a strong delusion. That they should believe. turn there, brother David. I, I since I'm talking, I brought that subject up. Just turn to Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, okay? And let's read what the and see who the author of that lie is and the reason why he gives it to them. If I, I'm telling you, folks, that's what it's going to take. That's that's the direction it that is going to be. And if you don't know this book. That delusion and that it will be so strong that it will shake the very foundations of true Christianity. I'm not talking about main, mainstream gobbledygook. That that stuff they're they're suckers anyway. I'm talking about real Christianity. If you don't know this book and you're not grounded and founded in the basic doctrines of this book. It'll show it's going to shake your faith. Jesus Christ said, if it were possible, it would deceive even the very elect. Now just think of what it would take for some think what it would have to be to cause something like that. You see what what I'm saying, folks? Mm -hmm. It's going to be it's going. They're going to. Have, it's going to be a visual thing, not just scientific. There'll be something visual there. So you got to use. Think about this in the broad, in the broad um, 
in a broad view, looking at all perspectives. It won't be just a scientific paper. It'll be visual. All right? It'll be something tangible. That's why we talk about, that's the reason the Lord said, as it was in the days of Noah. See? The stuff that you can't see now will be able to be seen. That's the only way that this strong delusion could work, or to almost deceive the very elect. It'll have to be visual. Somebody that doesn't know this book, the counterfeit will be so close and persuasive that it's going to screw a lot of people's minds up and they're not going to have anywhere to turn because they won't know the book and know where the answers are. That's the reason you need to use this book for every matter of faith and practice. And if you're not practice being the operative word, if it's not being practiced in your life, what makes you think that all of a sudden you're going to run to, to put it into practice? If you don't know it, how do you know what to practice? Oh, we gave the law. That, that, oh, we gave you this law, this moral law to go by. I can I can I could I could foresee that happening to me. And oh, you can hear the lawyers jumping on the bandwagon. We were that that thunder and lightning in the up on top of the mountain. See, we were I, you. You could just see it. See, it will be visual. It will manifest in the visible spectrum, literal and physical, as an almost perfect antitype or counterfeit. Marvel not, Paul said. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Transformed. Manifest from spiritual unseen to literal visible seen. His angels, same thing. That's what got everybody screwed up in the antediluvian time. It was a it, when 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 Adam, when our race sinned and lost their close fellowship and visible fellowship with the Father, then it was they were in the dark. Our people were in the dark and were going on going on verbal tradition handed down. Only Enoch got caught up to where he got to see things. The rest of them were living by quote-unquote faith. But then something supernatural showed up and got in the visible realm, the literal realm, and the whole world was so wicked, their mind was on evil continually. And the people will tend to go to what they can touch, what they can feel, what they can see, that's, hum that's the natural man. That's why it's important 
That's why it is absolutely imperative to walk a path of learning this book, knowing this book, knowing the basic foundational truths. The just shall live by faith. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Destroy the book, destroy the faith. Take away the book, there will be no faith. And the ones that don't want no part of faith and want something visible and physical and everything, they will get what they want. Go ahead and read it, Brother Dave. Starting at verse 1. Yeah. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. He that preventeth, that's what that word, that's, that's holding back, that's what that old English word means, let. He that letteth will let until, until he be taken out of the way, whoever the he is. Go ahead, brother. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Revealed, folks, not allegorized, revealed. Go ahead, brother. Yes. Revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth. You know what? Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. stop, stop. The love of the truth. The love of the truth. Where do you get the truth from? The book. Amen. Practicing the book, like I said. Practicing, practical, understanding, knowing, grounded, founded. Go ahead, brother. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Who's going to send it? God. Amen. You want to lie, you're going to get it. You're going to want to lie, you're going to get it, folks. Downloaders. Whoever. Only those that have the love of the truth won't receive the delusion. That's right. And if you love the truth, you'll what the stuff I just got through talking about. Anyway, go ahead, brother. Finish it up. 
that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. And, and belief of the what? Truth. Pilate asked the Lord, what is truth? Thy word, Thy word. is truth. Amen. You see, it, 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 it emphasizes their salvation through sanctification. Set apart, mm. absolutely, yeah. brother. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not just, uh, you know, oh, I'm saved. And... Not just a head knowledge, brother. <laughs> yeah. Not just a head knowledge. It's not an intellectualized knowledge. It's a heart knowledge. Heart knowledge produces action. Amen. In some shape, fashion, or form, folks. In some shape, fashion, or form. Well, we'll get into a little bit more of that as we get on down in Romans chapter 6 and 7. You know, for two years you're screaming about a book, screaming about bad mouth and all those allegorizers and everything. Folks, do you know how much you know how much you can grab onto an allegory? You can't. It's it's an opinion. <laughs> it's an opinion. Amen. <laughs> and everybody, I would get kind of you know carnal, but I'm not because everybody's got one of them, folks. Okay, opinion. Black and white's a different story written on a piece of paper. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You ain't, if you ain't got the Word of God, how can you have faith? Like it, just, it just snowballs, folks. Romans chapter 6. We ended off at uh, verse 17. Yep, we're going to start back at verse 12. Okay. And I'm going, and to end up the little subject I was talking about originally, folks, I'm telling you, I'm begging and pleading with you to give this thought. I don't care what you think. I want you to think, I want you to let your, let the, ask the Lord to show you Brother Don's line. All right? Because I'm telling you, visualize it visualized in the first six chapters of Genesis, first ten before the flood. It was a visual, it was a visual, literal thing. And the Lord told you it's going to be like that in the end. So why in God's name would you believe anything other than a literal, visible thing at the end time? You would be you would be denying the Lord's words and the book. If you buy into this allegory, BS. And this complete historicist, BS. You see, there's so many types of that person that Brother David just read about. There's so many types in history, and people will reach back and grab out one. This is what, this was fulfilled here. That's what the historicists do totally disregarding 
Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, and Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 6. Totally disregarding the Scripture that tells you plainly God requires that which is past. Double fulfillment and maybe even triple fulfillment of prophecy. See, that doesn't, that, that, that's not standardized in any denomination or anybody's theological discourses. I'm just telling that's that's grounded and founded in the book. In typology, you understand this. Nobody out there in quote-unquote CI is teaching you typology. See, if something shows up, well, they said that you believe with all your heart that stuff was allegorical, and something shows up, that's literal and visible and showing signs and what all this stuff, what choice would you have? Hey, I need to believe this. That was already fulfilled, see? That's what they tell you. That's in the past. That's already fulfilled. See, folks, I didn't mean to get off on prophecy tonight. Don't know why I did. Unless it's just the Spirit needed to be, there were some things that needed to be said. Folks, I'm giving you just plain three and third grade, fourth grade stuff that anybody can wrap their mind around. That it has to be, that stuff has to be understood that way or you are being set up. The Lord's warned you. He's warned you in his book. Verse 12, brother. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lusts thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Okay. Don't yield your members to unrighteousness, which is unto sin. You see, immediately with the lawyers and the ones that have no clue with it. Oh, uh, I didn't steal. I didn't commit adultery. I didn't, and I don't worship idols. And I don't do my neighbor wrong. Folks, my God, my God. Why would you buy into a lie like that? I mean, that's, that's a half-truth. That's a half-truth. Difference between S-I-N and S-I-N-S. Tells you in 1 John that sin is the transgression of the law. There you go, that's one. It was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Paul tells you that in Galatians 2 and 3. All unrighteousness is sin. All unrightness is sin. Do you know what the word sin is, folks? It's armatia. You know what it means in the Greek? It means missing the mark. Do you know what mark it is? I heard one of our old teachers that we've all listened to make that statement and then just go right on. Missing the mark, that's all it is. Is that all it is? Do you know what the mark is? The mark you're missing? An eternal Holy, sinless 
Father. That's the mark you miss when you sin. Total perfection that demands perfection and nothing sinful can enter his presence. That's the mark you miss. They didn't think to tell you that. Anyway, all unrighteousness is sin. Transgression of the law is sin. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to them it is sin. Not sins, sin that dwelleth in your mortal body. To him that knoweth to do good. Did you do what? Do you know to do good? Did you do it today? We're talking about good in the context where that verse appears. It's talking about doing for your brother and loving the Lord. We'll get we'll get to that. In James four seventeen is where the verse appears. The last verse in James four. Who is James written to? The twelve tribes scattered abroad. <laughs> Missing the mark has to be a covering. Anyway, the thought of foolishness is sin. Do you ever laugh at a stupid joke? You've got your eyes glued to the boob tube? Oh, I don't pay no attention. Do you watch it? The thought Does it put thoughts in your mind of any kind? Foolishness? The thought of foolishness is sin. Folks, I go back over and over this because there's so much lying going on out there and misrepresentation and resting the Scriptures to their own destruction. I have to go over it and over it again. If I just, if it was just you guys and only you guys, then I wouldn't have to do that all the time. But it's not just you guys. Don't yield your members to unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. That's what Paul said, reckon yourself dead. Remember all that stuff I said about reckoning yourself dead, all about the dead corpse stuff, buried with him in baptism, raised to walk in newness, all that stuff. You yield your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. All right? That's yielding your members. You know what your members are? Your hands, your feet, your ears, your eyes. See what I'm saying? Are you doing or what? No. See, don't... Folks, a regular 40-hour week or some job, that's not... That's a necessity. That's got nothing to do with righteousness. It is if you don't do it. If it doesn't take care of you, folks, you're worse than an infidel, Paul says in Thessalonians. But that's not a work of righteousness.
See, if you're doing something, if you've got a, if you've got a systematic way of doing things, if there's certain things that you do, then while you're doing those things, you're not doing the bad things. Duh. You see what I mean? If you've done all these bad things in the past or thought all these bad thoughts, how would you, and then you're regenerated, how would you go about not doing the same things? You replace it with something else good. If you don't replace it, you'll fall back in. Maybe not as bad, or maybe all the way to as bad as you were before. That soul's a funny thing. And I'll get more into those holes in the soul when we get into the next chapter. But that's what Paul's telling you here. He's just using these big words. Next verse, brother. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. And he's going to give an example. He's going to give you an example using marriage and divorce as an example of that in the next chapter in the first few verses. Go ahead, brother. Six fifteen. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. You see now, folks, you immediately, immediately the carnal mind will run to the big ten, see? Well, I don't yield my members to that stuff. What did I just get through quoting those scriptures, folks, about sin? Those different things that sin, all unrighteousness is sin, the thought of all that stuff, see what I'm saying? It's t- folks, it's not, a, it's not a playground. It's a battlefield. And as a soldier in this battlefield, you have to be equipped to fight the fight. You have to have instruments for the battle. We've went over that before. In Ephesians 6.12, the whole chapter, chapter 6. I'll get in. Let's go ahead, Dave, brother Dave, because I'll get, I'll get into more of that in just a few minutes. Because I'm gonna get hung up on some stuff here. Go ahead. Verse 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members 
servants to righteousness unto holiness. See, well, I just, and hey, all Paul's saying is exactly what I got through saying a while ago. That's what Paul's saying. Paul's giving advice too. He's giving you a solution to the problem too. He even slacked off a little bit. Verse 20, brother. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Okay, if, there's no, if there is no regeneration and no new birth, what in the world would you be ashamed of? Hmm? You see what I'm saying? If there's no new life in Christ, if there's no new creature in Christ, old things are passed away, behold, all things become new. If there's nothing, then why would, why would you be ashamed of that old person, that old dead man? See what I'm saying? Verse 22, brother. But now being made free from sin and become servants of God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. But now, being made free from sin, that's what that blood did, folks. Made you sinless. And that part of you... See, this is where most everybody, not everybody, but most folks drop the ball. They don't have a clue about this. I think the other day I listened to about six expositors. They went through this, and they didn't have a clue. They, They just fluffed over it. They didn't have a clue what they were talking about. See, I have taught you over and over again that the part of you that's made sinless will not, and cannot ever, by necessity, ever sin again. It's perfect and holy and sinless. Therefore, it can enter the presence of the Father. That's what spiritual circumcision does. Circumcision of the heart, spiritual circumcision, that's what it does. But if you don't understand the trichotomy of the body, you don't believe in body, soul, and spirit, you're in a world of hurt, folks. And the ones teaching you different are leading folks down a primrose path, period. Because you were made sinless. So if you if that part of you of the body can can sin again and miss the mark again, then you'd be putting Christ back up on the cross over and over and over and over and over again the rest of your life. See, that's the difference between judging your sin judicially, which was taken care of at the cross, and confession daily for fellowship. That's for your state. See, folks. That's the doctrine none of you hearing about if you're scattered around over the Internet listening to some crap. You know how they get a lot of them get out of it? They go making you a, a, a mini-God. 
Oh, yeah, we were low home. Oh, yeah, they give you exactly what Satan offered Eve. Did you know that? <laughs> God, I can't stand it. The very thing that Satan offered Eve, this idiot is telling you that you are offering you the same thing. And some of you folks out there, downloads, have sucked it up every drop and bought the lie. What did Satan tell Eve? In the day you eat thereof, you'll be what, Brother David? You'll uh, have... You'll be as gods. Yes, you'll understand everything that God does. Yeah. No, you'll be as gods. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Go back to Genesis 3 and read it. All right. You'll be as gods, knowing good and evil. Yes. That's that's verbatim what it says. You ain't got to go back there, brother. That's what it says verbatim. Okay. I believe you. I know. I've read it. Be as little g-gods. See? Little old Lee Lohim, no, no one good and evil. <laughs> the same thing is what some people have sucked you into. But, and and well-meaning, folks, don't get me wrong. Hey, the road to hell's paved with good intentions. You have to have a basic foundation of doctrine. If you don't, you will go off the deep end, folks. Where do you think Mormonism comes from? Do you know most of all the false religions, false denominations out there were were sound to start with? Do you know that? They were sound to start with. And then they thought they knew a truth and it ha- and there was an there was an element of truth to something, and they took it all the way, and they wound up in total error and just insane, going around believing a lie. But all yeah, all those um, you know, all those different denominations they started out found grounded and founded. But it's, you know, only new new stuff, new stuff seems to to draw folks. They'll draw folks away from where just the same. I know it, and I'll just give you an example. Down south here, you go to any of these um, churches, right? You hear the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, all right? And basically, especially in the country, you won't be hearing a lie. You'll be hearing the truth. But it's the same truth packaged a different way over and over and over again. And a real a real regenerated soul that loves the book and is hungry for the book will want to know more by nature. I'm talking about by good nature, by the spiritual nature. Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then some deceived idiot will come along and snatch them up because they'll have something. Something new has been added. You see, folks, that's why I've been very careful and told y'all all along for two years now. The things that I teach that sounds different to some folks, 
is built, has just been taken a little deeper from the foundation. It's all founded and grounded and time-tested historically and time-honored from the church fathers, the Lord Jesus, the apostles, right on down. Because the Lord shows people so much and for whatever reason, it doesn't show them everything. Nobody's got, I don't have all the truth. Nobody does. Or you'd be, you'd be just like God. The Apostle Paul told you that in Philippians chapter 3. Peter tells you that in 2 Peter chapter 1. They were grounded in the present truth. Yeah, yeah. Paul and Peter, two witnesses. Paul tells, Paul tells the Philippians that if, there'd be, if there's anything else you need to learn, this is a paraphrase, the Lord will show it to you later. Peter says, tells his folks the same thing. He tells them to be grounded in the present truth. Read verse 22 and then 23, brother. But now, being made free from sin, and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness, and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Turn to Galatians, brother. Galatians chapter, I think it's chapter 2. Mm. No, well, no, I take that back. I'm sorry, brother. Um, turn, Yeah, yeah, it is. Galatians chapter 2.20. I want you to read 2.20. Now, Paul's done told you, listen, folks. You're, he said, reckon yourself to be dead. What's he talking about? The crucified life. The resurrected life. It's got many different names out there, all right, among teachers, I'm talking about real teachers and real Bible students and people that do walk holy. It's got, it's got different names. Some people call, well, it, call it the crucified life. Some call it the resurrected walk. Paul, he, he, he likes to reckon yourself, always reckoning, all right? Think of yourself, that old man is dead, like Dr. Bob said. You, if you, when you're out there just pleasing that, that old dead man, you're running errands for a corpse. That's what you're doing, because he's dead, and your life is hid with God in Christ. Really and truly, that, need, that sinless person's the one that's alive. You're toting around a dead corpse. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Since the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, and you are regenerated, I'd be finding out how to grow, how to go on to perfection, 
how to it, like I keep making that reference to Brother Dan Kernsey. He talked about the rewards on the other side. Folks, they're not a given. You see, you got the bunch out there that'll tell you, well, everybody's gonna be just white throne judgment and if they and you got saved, but you gotta work you gotta do this to keep saved. Folks, do you know how absolutely asinine that is according to the scriptures? A person works and lives that crucified life. Because they are saved, not to get saved. Your salvation judicially is taken care of. Your state and fellowship and rewards, are, that's when you get that free will that we've been over till you're sick, and, sick of hearing it in Second Timothy chapter 2. But even Paul, using his, his words... In 2 Timothy 2 says, if ye be dead with him, you'll live with him. You get the full life, but you've got to reckon yourself dead. Read Galatians 2.20, brother. I could quote it, but I want you to read it. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. There's that new and, man. There's that new man. Go ahead. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen, 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 amen. Finish it, finish it. I think a couple of more verses in that chapter. Finish it out, brother, One, in Galatians. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Absolutely, absolutely. And he goes on to tell you the reason the law was given the whole shooting match. Everything goes on to tell you all that. Turn to Matthew chapter 16, brother. Matthew chapter 16. Okay. I think it's verse 24. Pretty sure it is. Okay. Verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Oh, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. What's the, let him do what? Deny himself. himself. You know what deny yourself, folks, means? <laughs> do you know what deny? Do, do you know I've got somebody here that lives with me? You're talking about illustrations, folks. About, about a, a wicked, quote-unquote, bunch of folks led to see and walking around stuck on herself Christians. I get I see so many illustrations every day, it gets me under conviction watching what he does. Has no concept of denying self. Everything's done from one pleasure to the next pleasure. With no regard for the other person has no concept of, of another person's feelings. None. None. It's all about their feelings, his feelings, his likes, dislikes. And I'm thinking, my goodness, Father, I'm one wicked son of a gun. Forgive me, Lord. Denying yourself means just exactly what it says. What denies you got to deny something you like. What do you like? What have you denied yourself of today? What have you made up a list? Or two or three? Hey, you've got to start somewhere, folks. 
No, you don't have to. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You can wind up naked and poor and miserable and suffer. You can wind up just like that. You'll not be in. You're going to find out, and these words are going to ring in your mind for at least a thousand years. If you don't understand and let the Spirit of God show you the truth here. And put that attempt and motive and everything into living the crucified life and living for the one that died for you. He died for you that you could live. Not live unto yourself, uh, unto God. Some people get this weird idea that once they're regenerated, they're, they're, they live for their self. No, 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 no. You're a slave. What does a slave do? He works for his master. Oh, God, this is nothing new. Some people spend all their life for retirement home and money in the bank, and what all have they done all that life? Maybe darkened the door of a church, throwed in $100, two or three here, then there, you know, appeasing their conscience. What have they done for Christ? Who have they lived for? Well, I live for my kids. Wonderful. Who do you serve? Do you serve the kids? Then they're your master. Well, I take care of my wife. Do you serve her more than you do God? Then she's your master. Same thing with you, man. Woman, same way, back and forth. It works both ways. Works both ways. The man loves the woman enough to die for him. See, Ephesians 5. Like Christ died for the church. And the woman on the flip side has bowed down in obeisance to her husband as her master, as unto Christ. And Christ is our master, so he's supposed to be your master. See, treat your husband as unto the Lord. Folks, you can't beat this book with a stick. You just don't like it, do you? The thoughts. Of, of, of being wrong, the thoughts of looking at your past life and letting the Spirit of God take a scalpel and dissecting those selfish things that the rest of the world does. So it's all right if everybody else does it. But I went to church. I don't care how many churches you went to. I don't care if 99% of everybody in that church did something, and even the pastor did it. If it was self, if it was self-pleasing, undenying, and not for the Lord, with a motive for the Lord, it ain't worth nothing, and it's going to burn up at the judgment seat of Christ. But see, then you get the folks. <laughs> then you get the bunch that think they're too that they can't do anything. You get the bunch that say, "I'm too wicked." I'm too, well. I just thank God that I that I'm in, but I'm too wicked. I've I've done too, gone too long. I'm forty years old. I'm fifty years old. I'm sixty. I'm seventy. All I can do is just this little, this little. You know, you got that bunch. God don't make no apologies. Did you know? Did you have you seen anything in the scriptures where he makes an apology or gives any slack according to age or status in life? I'd like to see it. 
if you can find it because it ain't there. You see, once you become familiar with the truth, to whom much is given, folks, much is required. And just because you might not have heard it, or some jackleg preacher didn't have enough, maybe he didn't know. Folks, I'm giving you the book, okay? Deny yourself. What if you deny, or will you deny yourself something tomorrow that you like and replace it with something for the Lord? You see, that's the way it's done. Not yielding yourself into un, in, unto unrighteousness, but yielding your members as unto righteousness, as unto God. Like Paul just got through saying, you replace that other stuff with the stuff for God. That's good works. Finish the verse, brother. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up his cross, for I am crucified with Christ. Reckon ye yourselves to be dead unto sin. You see, folks, Paul is just using different words that the Lord had already commanded because he's the one that taught Paul privately. No conflict between the Gospels and what Paul said at all. It just is not pleasing to the flesh, and it's not pleasing to your way of thinking. You know, folks, yeah, one of the things that got me, I remember years ago, it was a preacher brought to my attention, you folks will get up, 4.30 in the morning to go turkey hunting. And because there's a bunch of turkey hunters in the, in the church. And he said, you'll get up at 4.30 in the morning to go turkey hunting 30 days a year. Have you ever gotten up at 4.30 in the morning to pray and read the Bible and commune with the Lord? I never will forget it. Never will forget it. We're talking 38, 39 years ago. You see, what he said was true. I will, you will deny yourself to make a dollar. You will deny yourself for stuff you see in the visible. You will deny yourself for your own pleasures. You will save money to be able to buy something you want. All that, folks, I could just go down a laundry list of what denying yourself and taking up your cross means. See, everybody loves to quote, "If you love me, you keep my commandments." I don't, I don't hear any of them talking about denying yourself and carrying the cross. That talks about the commandments. Do you, brother David? No, not a peep. Not a peep. You see, folks, you're going to be not only judged for what you, your sins done been judged, but on the fellowship and rewards basis, you're not just going to be judged for what you do do, but what you didn't do. 
the sin of omission is just as bad and carries just as much weight as the sin of commission. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. If any man see his brother have need so and so, and you don't give it, you're guilty as hell if you have the ability to do it. Folks, the game, the battle is serious. This is not entertainment hour. Ninety-nine percent of everything out there is about is geared toward your secular humanistic way of thinking these days. Why do you think it's the Laodicean church period? Why do you think everybody's filled with their self and worried about their feelings? I'll give you another example. I don't have time to even think about. I, I'm gonna have my attacks in my head. I ain't even got, and, I'm, and this ain't got nothing to do with no glory on my head, folks. I'm just giving you an illustration. I have to do it on the run. I ain't got time to think about it because I'm doing something for somebody else. That don't take away the fact that it happens, and it does. And I have to deal with it. Just thank God, it hadn't gone on as long as it used to so far. But ain't got time to think about it because doing it for somebody else. When you're doing it for the Lord, you ain't got time to think about yourself. He said, he's just thinking you're all just sell out and do nothing but just for the Lord every day. That's not what I'm saying, folks. And if you're going to use that for an excuse, you're wicked as hell because that's not what I'm saying. It's not hard to tell, folks. <laughs> it's not hard to tell where your heart's at and what you, what you believe and what you don't believe and what you're doing, such and such, for folks. Trust me, it's not hard. Who's judging? Yeah, it's no problem. I don't have to do no judging. You know the tree by the fruit it bears. <laughs> From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You want me to go on and on and on? Some people ain't even got enough guts, gumption, love for the button to pick up the telephone and make a phone call. That's how gutless people are. Because it's about their likes and desires and not about the other person's. Love thy neighbors thyself and you claim that? <laughs> Who are you? To? You've deceived your own self. Well, he just picked a random verse out of Matthew. Turn to Mark, brother. Okay. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. No, back chapter, first of all, hit 10, 21, and then go to Mark 8, 34. You think, you think it's... Yeah, 10, 21. 
Mm-hmm. See how many witnesses we got to denying and taking up a cross, folks? You want to, you think I'm just preaching Pauline doctrine? No, I'm preaching Lord Jesus Christ doctrine. I want you to be, I want gold and silver and precious stones to rain all down on your head when the levers pulled at the judgment seat of Christ. Ain't nobody going to point a finger at old brother Don and said, you didn't tell them the truth. You didn't tell them. Therefore, their blood's on your hands. It ain't going to happen yeah, boy. Lord willing, I'm liable to apostatize tomorrow and lose my brain, you know, lose my, um, just lose all kind of stuff, okay? Not, and, and, and feel bad and feel, not want to step on nobody's toes and not want to ruffle feathers. No, no, that ain't happening here, Lord willing. There's nobody going to point a finger at me and, t- and, not, and say that you did not tell them the truth because you were afraid or ashamed or afraid it might mess up your pocketbook or something like that. Uh-uh, ain't happening. It ain't happening. Not as long as I'm in my right mind and the Spirit of God dwells in me, it ain't happening. For I know in whom I have believed and have persuaded he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Read it, Brother David. Mark chapter 10, verse 21. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. Whoa. We just went over that in Mark. See? And I didn't stop and hit on that all that hard the other night when we went through there in chapter 10. Because I knew what we were going to get to here. It's all through the scriptures, folks. Why does he keep saying that? We know that. Well, then, listen. This word of advice. Take one thing. If you if you're not adept at doing, if you don't practice this on a regular basis, you got to start somewhere. If your heart is honest, and you really do want how many verses you want me to go and give you more verses in Luke in Luke chapter five verse twenty four. You want me to give you some more verses. Same thing. The Lord says over and over again. It's everywhere, folks. It's not in it, it, it. You can't rest it out. The Holy Spirit is so well placed in the scriptures, in the content, it can't be ripped out. It can only be ignored or disobeyed. Did you hear what I said? What I'm teaching you can only be ignored or disobeyed. You can't rest it out. It can only be ignored or disobeyed. Anyway, if you don't pray, if you hadn't made a thing of pain, I know a lot hasn't. <laughs> you know it, and I don't. I'm not saying that to be smart. I'm just saying, find something. Do listen. Listen. The, you were safe from sin. Okay, you love this kind of music. 
before you were regenerated. But this music gives you these bad thoughts now when you hear it playing. You think about the same thing you did before you were regenerated. How do you change, how do you get how do you keep from thinking those bad thoughts? The thoughts of foolishness is sin, right? That's not that's what the book says, you know. Well, you replace it with something pure. Philippians chapter four verse eight. If you have problem with thoughts, turn there while I'm talking, Brother Dave. Philippians chapter four verse eight. If you have problem with thoughts, dreams, looking too long, you man. If you have see the answers in the book. The problem is, will you love Jesus Christ enough to do it or attempt to do it? See, over you have to attempt the thing over and over again to where you finally start practicing it. See, practice. You've heard the adage, practice makes perfect. More to that than you might think. Are you going to bust your head and bump your butt and stumble all through this life on some things? But some things you'll bumble and stumble and fall on your face, and then you won't fall. Then you'll just bust your knee, and then the next thing you know, maybe you just run into something with your shoulder, and the next thing you know, you'll be doing, you'll be walking the path, and you've got that took care of. See, it's a battlefield, folks, not a recreation game, and it all pays dividends. It pays dividends for rulership and reigning on the other side of this life. Godliness not only profiteth in this life, but also in that which is to come. We read it the other night. You either ignore it or you disobey it. Both of them carry the same punishment. See, you either ignore it, you ignore what I'm trying to, the scriptures is plainly trying to tell you, or you disobey it. Or you can walk and stumble and get up and keep on because him knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him to sin. But if you're trying, you're judged by your motive, folks, not whether you complete it. You're judged by what sort that work is for rewards. 1 Corinthians 3 not quality, not quantity. No, 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 no. It's quality. You may stumble on some things for the next 30 years and never get victory. The Lord knows your heart, see? But see, you can't deceive Him. You can't, oh, I'm setting my heart. I'm trying, I'm trying. And the Lord knows you're lying at your teeth because you hadn't implemented other things to try to do anything about it. Read Philippians 4, 8, brother. So you're having trouble with those thoughts. You know, he that looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already in his heart. Carries the same penalty, folks. Go ahead, brother. Read 4, 8. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatever, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, 
If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Bingo. Do you folks, read it one more time, Brother David, and I want you folks to open your heart and be honest with the Father and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and ask yourself what this would solve in your life if you obeyed one simple verse. Or tempted to obey it on a regular basis, to practice to obey it. That's walking in the Spirit, that you fulfill not the lust of the flesh, Read it again, Brother David. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Bingo. There you go. You've heard your problem, and you've heard the solution. Rest is in y'all hands, okay? <laughs> you cannot you cannot tell me, because you're a liar if you do. You cannot tell me, I went down to the bar and drank the drink, and I saw my lover. You can't tell me that you can listen to that crap and not think about that crap. I know I can't, and I listen to it sometimes, all right? Hey, folks, I ain't sinless, but I, I'm te- I know what it does. There's a tear in my beer. Is that right? I imagine there is. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him is a sin. All unrighteousness is sin. The thought of foolishness is sin. Go on and on and on. It's called a perfecting process. There hath no temptation taken you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I'm going to quote it. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is as common to man. That means that whatever you think your problem might be, that nobody else has got it, you're dead wrong. You're dead wrong. It may not be the exact same circumstances, but the temptation covers a big thing. Christ was tempted in all things, like it's with lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Those are the three basic temptation areas. Okay? There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Happens to us all. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. But, big one, but, will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. There's always a way there for you to get around that temptation, folks. The problem is sometimes we just don't want to look because we like our sin. We like our sins. That old carnal man loves his sins. And he'll love them till he's put to bed with a shovel.
And that's the most paradoxical, schizophrenic thing of the Christian life. Is why would we have to battle that sucker for 40, 50, 60 years? It's all for the Lord's pleasure. That's the way he can tell who loves him and who don't. Whether you battle or not. It's all for his pleasure. The whole plan, the whole thing set up by him. Everything. All you, he's control of all things. Yeah, he sure is. You know, I had a couple tell me, I'm not going to call them names, but the condition that they were in whenever they first started, and this ain't got nothing to do with this. I was taught this. I was just repeating and teaching what I had been taught that I knew that worked, okay? Not a grand revelation, but anyway, having said that, I made the statement about playing the Word of God. Finding, going out, get, find you, play, play the Word of God all the time. You can get it on DVD, CD, you know, whatever. Play that King James Bible over and over and over again. When one CD's over, slap in another one. Can you just do that for God? See, you don't like that. See, what is it about that book? What is it that that flesh just don't like? And play it when you go to bed at night. Go sleep. Well, I can't go to sleep. I'm listening to something. Then play it in the daytime. Listen to it every chance you get. Play it in your vehicle. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by what, Brother David? By the Word of God. See, that's not Brother Don's opinion. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Well, then you need to pump the Word of God in you over and over and over again, don't you? Don't you? Yes, sir. You sure do. If you want the faith, well, without the faith, you're not pleasing God. See? So how do you get that faith? By the book. Not by picking subjects out and talking about a few subjects or listening to some talk sheet program that talks about a subject here and a subject. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No. Man shall not live by bread alone. You ingest bread, don't you, Brother David? Yes. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God shall man live. See, not Brother Don's opinion. You want to do better? You want those rewards? You want to be in perfecting process? Do you want to fight the battle? Do you want to be a king? Do you want to be a ruler over a city? Do you want to be able to deal out the laws in the kingdom? Do you want to be have a part in it? Do you want to be a priest and a king? Do you? Just let that book go over. It's like honey, okay? And there'll be sometimes that you that that you you'll get sick of hearing it, folks. Trust me, I know I've done it. And you'll just have to turn it off for a little while because it's like honey. You eat too much honey, you get nauseated, okay? See, you can't beat this book, folks. It tells you that in Proverbs. That too much honey will get you sick. It's like honey. It's referred to as honey. You can't eat too much sweet, so you get sick. 
But just play over and over and over again. Anyway, I heard this family, how much it started changing their life. Folks, this ain't the first time I've heard it. I've seen a bunch of crack addicts and alcoholics, all right? I've seen lives change doing this. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I ain't saying this stuff just to hear myself talk. I had the highest success ratio for clean living and getting off of dope from crack addicts and cocaine addicts and alcoholics in the whole nation for six months. What did I do different? Everything was based on the King James Bible, scripture memorization, and speakers in every room, kitchen, bathroom, bedroom, dormitory, um, everywhere, played the book 24-7 and never stopped for nothing. What do I give that credit to? I had folks from New York, Los Angeles, Seattle, Houston, calling me. How did you? How have you got this success ratio? I just told them they want no part of it. Didn't want it. No, no, no. They thought it was some three-step program or something. No, it's called. First of all, you're regenerated, and then you learn the book and you memorize scripture because you've replaced those holes in the soul with, uh, that was doing bad with something good. Like Paul just got through telling you up there. Yeah, now, now we're finding out who, who who's really serious about about um, serving the Lord, about who who really wants to to uh, come out on the other side at that judgment seat. Fine, better. Hey, folks, we all fall short. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, folks. We all miss that mark. That's it, that, but that, that judicial part, that as far as in danger of hellfire, no, no, not anymore. Not never again. Not the ones that's washed in the blood. Not the ones that's received that circumcision of the heart, that spiritual circumcision, putting off the, sin, the body of the sins of the flesh forever. But there's a whole lot we can lose if we don't walk the crucified life, folks. And I know there's some folks going to listen to this, bless their hearts, and I love them to death. And I know what kind of thoughts going to run through their mind. I hope he's wrong. That's what they're going to think. I hope he's wrong. He's he must, there's so many there's so many people that so so he's just got to be wrong. Folks, it ain't got nothing to do with he. It's got to do with him. The Lord Jesus Christ in his book. But that's what somebody's gonna say. Well, I'm too old to do this. I, I I've I've done so and so and I've got my grandkids and this. That's what they're gonna think. But see, the problem is they know to do good now. They've heard what the book said. Then they get a clear choice of two paths. See, that's where our will is given to us. The the Father chooses to allow us to have that will. That's 
That's what he chooses to turn us loose on those grounds, the two paths. You take it, the right one to grow, the perfecting, or the wrong one on your face, loss rewards, no rulership, no reigning, no payday. As Dan always, I like it. I like when he said that. That's the reason I used it all the time. No payday, no nothing, suffering loss, all kind of stuff, many stripes. Yeah, many stripes. That take folks getting beat and suffering loss. Not only are they spelt different, the action's different. There's not being thrown into the lake of fire. They're totally two different things. Scripture memorization. I mention playing the scriptures all the time. You listen, folks, listen. If you got bad music, you replace it with good music. And you're not going to start loving good music all of a sudden. You ha- it has to grow on you. It ha- you have to- It's a cultured thing, all right? But you can prove, hey, folks, this stuff is, I hate to even use the word, scientifically proven with the brain, all that stuff. It's proven. With the different moods, it puts your the brain parts you can't have no control over on the inside. The brain waves it changes it. But I like it. That's the problem. It ain't. You remember deny yourself. Heavenly Father, I pray that you take the things that's been said tonight, Father. Yes, and please, Lord God, temper them with your spirit. Let your spirit bring forth the things, the truth, the actions, the very things you want done in some individual's life. Tonight, Father, you know who it is. You know who they are. You know who's going to listen. And you take your word and you promise us it'll never return void, but it will accomplish that which you send it out to do. And you cannot lie. We trust that you do that, Lord. Father, I pray for each one that's in the chat room that you give them supernatural strength, grace, and mercy, Lord, to understand that on the other side, of the last breath is eternity, and eternity is a long time. I sure would rather spend eternity liking what's on the other side than not liking what's going on. And Father, your word makes it plain. There will be no excuses. Your book is here. We can read it and understand it of what it says. Not what some jackass says that it says. But give them a supernatural blessing, Lord. I pray that you would fulfill their needs in every way. If there's any bills that need paying, Father, let them be let it be known. If there's any they need anything to anything they need, I pray that you'd meet those needs. I didn't say once, Lord, I know your book says you will supply all of our need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We have that promise. The need for your elect will be sustained according to your book. 
not our wants, not our likes, and not our desires, but your, our needs will be supplied by you. I pray that you'd do that. Father, I pray that you'd even go further with each, every one of them, the downloaders included. Give them some of their most outlandish wants, Father, if it can be fit into your plan to give them a little unction to move forward and to take up that cross, to deny their self and follow you. Not just to accept the free gift of salvation, but to walk the crucified life for the rulership and the reigning and the activities in the life which is to come. And Father, as always, all the glory goes to your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray this, and for his sake alone. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, Brother David, we'll pick up Sunday night, and we'll continue in Romans chapter 7 and get into the schizophrenic part of all this stuff, okay? Is there any questions in the chat room? No. Okay, brother. There's no questions then, folks. We will pick it up Sunday night and Monday night, Brother David. We will um, we will go back into the uh, security blanket deal, okay? Okay. All right, brother, and I'll get to your, I'll, I'll, I'll read your emails later on, all right? Okay, sure. All right, guys, I love you folks, and um, it's just the truth, folks. It's the truth. It ain't about what I like or what you like. It's about what he likes and what his Amen. book says and what his book says. And, I, and, and I'm just as guilty as any swinging soul out there. That's what makes it tough to have this calling. Anyway, I love you guys, and I will see you Sunday night, Lord willing. Take care, and God bless. Good night. Good night, brother.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.